Let's go live and we can talk about this. On the <laughs> okay. 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 Hey, Wes, what's going on, man? How you doing? I am doing great, Brian Paul. How are you doing? <laughs> good, good. We were like mid-conversation, and I was like, we just got to go live. Let's just go live and we'll have this conversation on Let's... the air. You, you were telling me that you have, because Tornado has now officially stolen my notepad. Um, it, it stays in front of my computer. It doesn't go anywhere else, and now it's just nowhere to be found. Uh, but you're telling me that you've got two cats, and this happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. They, they, like, to, uh, <laughs> they like to turn everything into a toy, except for the things that I give them. Uh, that are actually toys and um yeah it, it can get lively at times because as i was telling you i have two cats and they absolutely hate each other for years at this point and it's uh, a war zone here constantly what do they do like are they territorial do they like hiss at each other i don't <sighs> yeah yeah well, well we had uh we have luna first mm -hmm. uh she's our our girl cat and we've had her for I don't know, four or five years now, but uh, about two years ago, year and a half, Tommy just showed up at our back door yeah. and started hanging out, and we just let him in, and uh, we still just let him in, and every time, he gets the sneak attack from Luna, and uh, again, it's just nonstop, and I think that's it. I think it is territorial. Right on. All right, well, hopefully after the show, I can find my notepad, because, yep, right now, <laughs> it's nowhere to be found. Dude, let's, let's start the show. Let's do it. This is PSVR Gamescast Live. We film live every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday right here on YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern. And we bring it to you live. Live, as it happens. Right now. Like, if you're here, congratulations. If you're here later, then less congratulations. But thank you for stopping by. Uh, and, of course, if you don't like live shows, uh, you can always listen to this as an MP3 over on podcast services of your choice. Don't ask me to name them. Whatever your choice is. I'm sure it's fine. My name is Brian Popnishan right here at PSVR Without Pearl. And this gentleman to my right... Is residing in the the nether regions of uh, of red light districts, Kentucky. Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, is is that where, is that where here they lie takes place? Is Kentucky? <laughs> I could. I've been I've been to some shadier looking places than this uh, that are local here. So possibly it's Wes Dylan from Virtual Strangers. Thank you so much for joining me this Wednesday, West Day, my friend. Brian Paul, thank you uh, so much, not only for uh, having me here this week and every week, but uh, thank you for making my day, because I'm not much of a Christmas in July kind of guy, but if you're going to give me Halloween in April, dude, my eternal 1,000 thank yous to you. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I, I, we, we, I saw Twitcher in the chat earlier was what was saying, we can't let Brian get away with this half Halloween nonsense. Um I'm going to say, I, I, I came up with it a couple of years ago. I, I think it's catching on I ever since I said it. And, and, and I'm sure that I just saw it somewhere else and pretended like it was my original thought. But I've seen other people celebrate Half Halloween since I first came up with it. So I probably didn't come up with it and just stole it from somebody else. Whoever that was, I apologize. Uh, but like, it's too late, man. It's too late, Twitcher. You can fight it all you want. Happy Half Halloween. <laughs> Also, it's not actually Happy. half Halloween today. It's just a slow news day. We're really close, though. Saturday would be half Halloween. Well, look, man, uh, considering some of the things that we could have uh, forced, uh, I think having a discussion about horror games is a beautiful fallback. And uh, I'm down if you want to do this every week. Like, I'm game for this discussion. Nice. Well, we'll have to figure out the, the proper percentage every single time. We'll be like, well, this is 1921st 
Halloween as we get closer and closer. I don't know if that <laughs> doesn't break down to anything at all. Uh, guys, a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure that if you haven't already joined our Discord, uh, click that link in the description below. That is where all the coolest cats hang out 24-7, or at least, I don't know, maybe like 12-4. Yeah, they, they take breaks. Um, and, uh, and, and come hang out with us there. Uh, if you want your name on that scrolling bar down below, uh, $3 a month on Patreon, and you also get access to voice chat over on Discord. I just, like, live in voice chat, man. Like, I, I don't, like, I'm, I'm doing shit all day. I'm writing scripts. I'm doing voiceovers. I just sit in voice chat and, and like, talk to whoever comes by. Um, it's just, like, a big virtual office these days. Um, and, of course, uh, soon enough, we'll be getting the, uh, the, the Patreon-exclusive videos up and running. Uh, that'll be for the $5 or more a month here. Uh, there's going to be some uh, Why We Love episodes again. And of course, I'm going to continue the monthly AMA sessions, which is always a nice hangout. Uh, I cried the first time. It was really emotional, but so nice for you guys to stop by. Love it, Brian. Love that you're an open book with uh, with your viewers, uh, and especially a uh, big shout out to those on Patreon for uh, supporting the channel. Uh, love you guys. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, and what's up to everybody in the chat today? Thank you so much for joining us uh, on this very special, special occasion, very special holiday. Um, and kicking off, kicking things off uh, with a $5 tip is Professor Lilith uh, says, this May 1st multiplayer poll is now in the Discord. Do you want to be a tank commander, a ninja, or a superhero, a.k.a. Battlezone, Sorrento, or to the top? Uh, so don't forget, guys, every, every, every single Sunday, Professor Lilith organizes the Sunday multiplayer meetups, and we vote on which game to play, and then we play them every Sunday. So come join us over on Discord. That's where that shit gets organized. Good stuff, man. Uh, which one are you voting for, Wes? Now that that's a difficult thing. First of all, and I, this is going to be one of those um, one of those titles like Miles was talking about on Friday. One of those titles where people go. <laughs> I've never played Battlezone. Like, I've never played Battlezone. And okay. people keep recommending it to me and talking about how awesome it is. I've never played it. So I really don't know much about that one. Uh, the, the easy go-to for me would be to the top. Uh, but it's not the easiest game to network in. It's probably the funnest game on, on the list that I've played. Uh, but it's not the easiest game to network in. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, to the top, is uh, their multiplayer is a little bit weird. Uh, it's It's not about primarily what people are doing in the multiplayer in that isn't racing. Like that's not the core thing you're doing. You're kind of creating ways to cheat your way to the end of the level as fast as possible, uh, which I find really, really interesting. Um, I think, I think honestly I would be down for just like some straight up races into the top. Um, but the, uh, but, but doing all the modifications and stuff, I'm like, it's, it's, it was always fun. Uh, but it was never as much fun for me as it was for everyone else. Battlezone, however, oh, dude, Dude, maybe maybe you and me got to get into some battle zone at some point because uh, playing that multiplayer is so much fun. A little bit of uh, just communicating with your team. Uh, it's it, it's really firewall and tanks. <laughs> so, um, wow. Yeah, because you really got, you you have to stay together. And like, you, first of all, you have to level up your medic ability, which like will t heal the tanks around you uh, in your immediate vicinity, and then you have to stay with all the tanks in your uh, platoon because you're, you need to stay close enough to heal each other constantly. The second one person goes rogue, it's all over. It's like, we're never going to see that guy again. Like, goodbye. It's like evasion. It's like evasion. Evasion's the same thing. You got to stay together or you're going to die. Kind of, right? Except evasion's just two players, right? Uh, I think on, on PlayStation it is. On uh, Steam it's four. Uh, or Actually, I think you might even be able to do three on PlayStation now that I think about it. 
crazy. I've only done it with two, so uh, maybe that affected what I thought of it. All right. Brian's only done it with two. Never done it with three. I, I feel uh, I feel I sorry for you, I sir. I skipped three. You guys uh, right to five and six <laughs> and seven. Don't tell mom. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Uh, speaking of which, uh, you know, in the uh, chat a moment ago, Braxbro said uh, basically that we should show our cats on screen. And I just want to, first of all, warn him that's borderline language. You won't be careful. That, that, that could get you banned. And uh, second of all, <laughs> Uh, that's another great reason to uh, join the Discord server because there's a channel on there for pets. And if you guys want, I will share pictures of Luna and Tommy and Max and uh, the couple of iguanas we have and our fish even, if you want. I, I would get Tornado on camera right now, but then I have to turn the camera that way and show the mess that is the rest of my apartment. You guys probably like, Oh my God, he lives in a video game library. Yes. This <laughs> space right behind the camera, kind of a video game library everywhere else in the apartment. Trashed, just totally trashed all the time. It's like I'm living uh, in a dorm room or something at 42 years old. Somebody, somebody save me. God, again, I hope mom's not listening. She would hate that. Um, all right, man, we got to, we got to move along. We got a lot of cool things to talk about today. Uh, one, one of the first things right off the bat is that there's a sale going on, on the PlayStation store. Uh, and it just popped up today. Uh, if you guys are, if you guys are over on Reddit or, uh, or, or if you like people that are awesome, uh, <laughs> then make sure you give a shout out to Duran fan because Duran fan always assembles these lists and, uh, and, and tells us all the games that are on sale, including the plus discounts. And dude, this, this one is on sale until, uh, it's the it's the under twenty dollar sale, and it goes until May eleventh. Uh, so just I mean right off the Batman, was there any the Batman? Was there anything on the list that uh, that jumped out at you, Wes? Well, I mean, there's a ton of great games on the list, uh, but you know a lot of them are the usual suspects, right? Your your Astrobots, your Farpoints, your uh, Borderlands Two VR, the stuff that you should already have. Blood and Truth, like if you guys are PSVR gamers and you don't have this stuff yet then, yeah, go buy it immediately. Uh, but outside of that, you know, the, the, the usual suspects, there's a couple that kind of maybe play inside the realm of today's topic. Uh, first of all, The Persistence yeah. is an amazing game with a lot of uh, horror elements uh, that was PlayStation exclusive for a long time. Um, but it's still a great game. And uh, has that one been upgraded for PS5, Brown? I'm not sure. It, it got a PS5 uh, version, uh, but it has nothing to do with the the VR version. Uh, so, so sadly, that surprises me. Yeah, on the flat screen, uh, I'm sure it looks and plays better on uh, on PS5 with the Dual Sense and everything. But no, unfortunately not. And, and of course, you know my my bet on that is that we will see it again. Fire Sprite is only getting a, becoming bigger and bigger, and uh, they doubled down on the persistence numerous times now with multiple releases. I can only imagine that their plan for that game is to have a PSVR 2 re version ready for launch, which comes sure. with, with a couple of hands and some 4K, uh, 4K, uh, 4K uh, environments and everything. I think that would be, I think that'd be beautiful. I don't know that we'll ever see hand tracking in that game. And the reason being is uh, it's not hand tracking on PC. It's still a gamepad game. Uh, but with that said, uh, it does support DLSS on, on PC. It supports... Um, Ray tracing and up to 4K visuals. So yeah. you're right. Uh, th there's dev some definite improvements on the way. Uh, I'm not sure that hand tracking will be one of them, though. Hope you so. Want, you want but to put I don't a pizza know. on it? I'll, I'll, I'll bet a pizza. 
uh, I will take that bet. All right. See, this is this is what I think. I really do think that like Resident Evil Seven, uh, the Persistence, uh, all all the games that, excuse me, uh, like Hitman. I do I do think that Sony's just gonna be talking to all of these developers and being like, all right, let's 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 take that game and and, and put it on PSVR two properly. Let's give it the proper uh, sense controller treatment. Uh, and, and maybe that's just wishful thinking. But man, I I really want that to be the case. I feel like it would be a waste of all of these great uh, noble early VR attempts uh, to, to not just take what has already been done and just give it that final, final, final coat of polish and just drive it home perfectly. You know, dude, I, I would lose my shit. If Pitman three uh, got full motion controller support for the first time on PS five, I would absolutely love it because when that game came to PC, mm-hmm. that's what people expected. And while it is in fact, uh, a little bit better than the PSVR version. You do have independent control of your hands. Uh, obviously, it's it's got it's uh, has the potential for better uh, visuals due to the upgraded hardware. Um, it still plays largely like the PlayStation VR version. It's still kind of gamepad style controls, even though you have your hands. And uh, the the PC crew just basically had a, a temper tantrum when this game came out and it wasn't like full on VRAF and uh, most of them people, by the way, who recommended the game on PlayStation absolutely shitted on the PC version and, and told people that they'd be better off playing it flat, which is ridiculous. It's better, a little bit better, but still better on PC. Uh, so I would love it. I would love it if PlayStation were the first to actually get full VR in- implementation. That would be amazing. Yeah, sorry, sirens on my end as always, guys. Um, so let's uh, here's hoping, man. Here's hoping. I think we're going to see a lot of PSVR one games on PSVR two. Uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, a lot of upgrades, a lot of 4K upgrades, a lot of uh, sense controller upgrades. I think I I, I would. We've kind of talked about this uh, randomly on different shows, but you know, when with the Pico talking about how they're going to have two two hundred and fifty games at launch, right? It's like it makes me think. Oh, you know, maybe maybe Sony wouldn't want to like just stagger all these PSVR one releases and stagger a lot of PSVR two launch games. It's like just just flood the fucking market, man, and be like, here's there's no competition anymore. Here's everything you could possibly want on VR. Boom, day one. Like that would be incredible. Uh, so, and I think I think that there's a lot of work that's already been done, and just a little more work would get us all the way there on some of these games. Right, because I mean, uh, one one school of thought would say that they wouldn't want to do that because I mean, if you're bringing in a bunch of PC ports and a bunch of PSVR one titles, then that's competition, right, for their big budget seventy dollar first party exclusives. But then, on the other hand, is it really not really? People are still going to want these state of the art games that are you know on a whole new level in terms of quality. Yeah. So you, you might be right. They might just drop a, a 300 game catalog right on day one with all of the, uh, the stuff that we missed from gen one PC. Uh, you know, who knows, maybe some of the old insomniac back catalog Oof. might end up making its way over. Cool. Uh, but yeah, I'm very interested to see, uh, what kind of selection that we get. I, I, I bet you we have at least a hundred. Uh, MRI Gamer is in the chat with a $5 tip says, I wish Bestie all the best with the launch of The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners Chapter 2. I'm sure it will be the number one VR game of 2022. Well, it's funny you say that, man, because uh, right off the bat, uh, 2022 started with a bang, and we got two fucking bangers on PSVR 2 with Zenith and 
Wanderer. And Wanderer, which I can only imagine uh, because of what's happening on PSVR right now and the, the kind of the slow, uh, the slow sales numbers that we are assuming are happening, uh, that maybe it didn't sell as well as we were all hoping. Maybe it didn't sell as well as the studio's hoping, which caused them to be part of this huge uh, under $20 game sale, making it uh, 50% off, nineteen ninety nine, uh, just months after launch. Wes, scale of 1 to 10. How amazing is Wanderer? Uh, I, I would call it a high nine, dude. I loved Wanderer. I think really the only thing that holds that game back at all are some technical things. You know, there, there's a little jankiness to it. Uh, but in terms of the game itself, super high quality visuals, uh, excellent puzzles that are just challenging enough but not super frustrating, an awesome story that kind of ties it all together. And uh, I really love how you have different levels but it's kind of up to you in what order you tackle them. Um, For my money, this is probably my game of the year so far in 2022. And I don't just mean for PlayStation. I mean, all platforms, this is probably the best game I've played this year. Yeah. I might be there with you. Uh, Especially since they've cleaned it up so well since launch, Uh, this game was just getting patch after patch after patch. And with every patch, it got a little less janky. Uh, And some of like the, you know, some of the bugs just were disappearing one by one. Uh, and, and, and from everything that I've heard, uh, I've got to go back in and kind of play through the entire thing again myself, but from everything that I've heard, it's, it's pretty much close to, to, to where you'd want it to be. Um, and so I think I gave it a, I forget what I gave it a 9.5, nine, something like that. It was like, I gave it a great score. Um, and it's, it is certainly about as close to perfect as it's going to get. Um, so if you guys haven't picked it up, $20 uh, is an absolute steal for this game. One of the best looking games as well on the, on the console. One of those where you see the trailer and you go PC footage, you know, like we did during the Oculus showcase <laughs> last Wednesday, we're like PC footage is it's not obviously going to look this good. I did the exact same thing with this. And I was like, man, I wonder how blurry this is going to be. And then I played the game and I was like, oh no, this is, this, this is the game footage. It looks, it actually looks this good. Um, and, and then just to top it all off, it actually, you know, it told a great story and uh, also had some really inventive puzzles along the way as well. So kind of, uh, the best of all worlds, I think. Did you, uh, did you shoot the lady with the flare gun at the beginning? I'm just curious. Uh, maybe did, did, did do you, is that a fail state? No, no, no. I was just curious just because it's a question that often comes up in my community and I did, you know, it took a couple of shots, but we got her uh, because she's rude, right? You're, you're just trying to pass through. She wants to give you a hard time. And here, here I am holding a gun. What a, oh, right. Yeah. She kind of was up on a bridge or something uh, kind of elevated over you while you're floating down the yeah. uh, streets and, and, and of Boston in with the gators. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. And so you can, you can successfully take her down with the flare gun. Uh, I did on PC. I, I would assume this, it's the same on uh, PlayStation. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, the, it was the girl in control of the, uh, the the boat that you're on that I just couldn't. I just couldn't contain myself, man. Like they gave me a shovel, and I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> and she, I love that. I love that they react like they like react like, uh, but it's more like an annoyance where it's just like, "Stop that," you know. But they keep talking. <laughs> like, uh. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of got that Lone Echo thing going on where everyone kind of wants, I don't, not saying this is the case in Wanderer, but in Lone Echo, like, everyone likes to grope uh, your counterpart, and uh, she just kind of gets annoyed with it. Every now and then she'll say something, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I I, I know the effect you're talking about, like, 
they 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 recognize it, but they're too polite to say anything. Right, and they, and they can't and they can't just like disrupt the flow of the dialogue or the game or anything. So I'm, I'm sure that would right. create just like too many uh, too many other animations and too many other dialogue that they'd have to record in order to make it uh, and more than make that work. Twitcher in the chat goes bang, and it's 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 a very distinct sound when you hit her over the head with the shovel. Um, this this episode's That's- not going to age well. <laughs> She she kind of had it coming. I mean, she was being a bit pushy, telling you to hurry up and, and stuff. So yeah, how uh, dare she try to save my life? Right, it's crazy. <laughs> right. All right, man. Well, the big news of the day, and uh, I guess it's big news because uh, I think I think any time uh, we get any kind of PSVR two news or, or or game or or any developer saying, hey, by the way, this game is going to come to PSVR two, uh, it's big news, right? Because we're just sitting here every single day. I don't know about you guys, but or, or you Wes or everybody here in the chat. I don't know about you guys, but I wake up every single day around. 8:45, 9 o'clock, and I just don't I don't want to get out of bed. But the only thing that gets me out of bed is the thought that maybe today Sony will announce something about PSVR 2, or maybe a game will be announced for PSVR 2, or maybe something PSVR 2 really will happen, just to make that eternal wait until Q1, maybe 2023, uh, just uh, it'll make, make it all feel just a little bit shorter and a little bit more tolerable. And today, yeah, we got a little tiny bit of that oh. news. Sorry, do you, is that how you feel too? I, I kind of set you up to like, like, is that how you're feeling about VR right now? Uh, or am I, or am I alone on this? Well, no, I'm, I'm exactly the same way. Only, um, with one caveat, like when, when you say you get up at like eight or nine o'clock, I do too, but you're talking AM and I'm talking PM. <laughs> so like when I wake up, it's just like this sense of fear, like, Maybe they announced it today. Maybe I slept through it. Maybe, you know, what happened while I was asleep? (laughs) Uh, So uh, with that in mind, I never sleep for very long. I I sleep for a couple hours. I wake up. I look at my phone. I sleep for a couple more. I wake up. I look at my phone. That's typically how my uh, sleep schedule goes. That that's uh, yeah, that's that's pretty rough. (laughs) Worrying that you're going to sleep through something awesome. (sighs) It's going to happen for sure. I mean, at some point it has to, I mean, you know, your, your schedule is just so backwards that at some point you're going to sleep through something awesome. Uh, but you know, don't worry, man, I'll, I'll give you a call. I'll wake you up. I'll let you know. I would very much appreciate that, please. And thank you. Everybody just leave your phone number in the chat. I'll call all of you (laughs) one by one. I'll be like, hold on a second. Uh, David, the game cat runs, uh, Hey, PSVR two showcase tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Billy goat catfish. Uh Oh, I think we lost Billy Goat. <laughs> somebody, somebody check on Billy Goat. <laughs> he's uh, in the bathroom. He's in the bathroom. That's, that's got to be it. No one takes cell phones to the bathroom, right? Right? I think it's, I right. be honest, I think it's really disgusting, man. Like my cell phones would be in the bathroom all the time. And I'm like, I never even think about how disgusting that is. Just saying. Well, um, I'm sure you're very careful not to uh, maybe the thing that you live on 24-7. Yeah, it's it's very contaminated. I'm not careful in the slightest. Uh oh. Well, did we freeze? I think yeah, we I, froze. I mean, your face is frozen. Yeah, I don't my know Discord's frozen. Going. I don't know if I'm on. Okay. Oh, you're, you're starting to come back. Well, you're you're back. Okay. I I hopefully the show is. You're still back. Going. You're back as well. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, if my internet's uh, if my internet's petering out or yours is, but uh, something. Something weird's happening here. Oh uh, yeah, it looks like it, it looks like it's mine. Uh, so uh, did we say something about Disney? So, you know that happens to us when we say something about Star Wars or Disney that's negative. Like 
our stream all of a sudden starts messing up. Oh, man. Well, I don't really know what to say here. Just give me one second. And uh, hopefully, everybody, everybody hang out in the chat uh, one second. I see Geisen saying there's a bit of freezing. Miles is showing the loading symbol. I know what to do. Yeah? I know what to do. What's up? Yeah, you, you carry on, and I, I've got this. I've got, I'm going to the chat. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check my I'm gonna check my internet speed right now. Whoa, whoa! Internet speed over here is shit in the bed big time. Oh, oh, oh! But it's coming back. But it's coming back. My speed test is saying that it's not not all hope is not lost. Just kind of lost. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's it's looking it's it's looking pretty rough. Um, sorry, guys. It's our, our your uh, your computer is uh, haunted, right? I mean, my <laughs> it's entire, Halloween. My my entire apartment's haunted. Um, so I would it only makes uh, sense that this would happen. It does make sense. Uh, you probably live in a very haunted a- area, uh, judging by all of the uh, sirens. Probably a lot of ghosts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, new go- new ghosts formed every single day around my my neighborhood. Apparently, um, okay. Seems like uh, seems like we're back up and running. Thank you, Matthew Lee. Thank you, Braxbro. Uh, thank you, Seymour. Okay, okay, awesome. Think- well, I'm, uh, just bear with me for a moment. Uh, well, I mean, you can obviously keep talking, but uh, I started to uh, drop a key in the in the chat. Now I just have to find the stupid key. <laughs> <laughs> Which is uh, my favorite game? Find the stupid key. Oh God! What is uh? What's what's the key for? What... Uh, EU copy of uh, Fract. Nice. That is random and awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, well, I so... thought it'd be a good way to uh, kill time. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, since, since we're uh, since I got sirens on my end, and since you're dropping a key, make sure everybody, in case you miss PSVR this week, why would you miss PSVR this week? It's the only real show you need to watch every single week on the channel. Um, but if you, in case you miss PSVR this week, I'll, I'll let you know uh, that we're giving away, I think, four European keys for Song in the Smoke. Uh, so uh, make sure you go get your name over on Discord in that channel. All right, here we go. We found it. Boom. That's the Deluxe Edition uh, EU key. Cracked. Nice. And according to YouTube, we now have an excellent connection again. Uh, everything is back up and running. Uh, let us know in the chat which one of you EU cats got the uh, got the code for Fract. Let us know. Uh, and next time, you, next time you got to put a key for a game that Chairface doesn't own, Wes. He's, well, I'm good. Like Chairface I, I, has it. <laughs> I could drop I could drop fifty Steam keys in the chat right now. I just don't have a lot of PSVR. Uh, sorry, sorry, Chairface. Well. I guess I guess Shareface will have to follow you over on Virtual Strangers to get some of those Steam keys. That's, that's a good idea, man. Because this guy uh, Miguel he donated literally over a hundred Steam keys to us like a, a month ago. So every time we go live, we're, we're trying to drop a couple of them in the chat. Uh, but I, I typically don't do a cold drop like I just do. Like I'll put question marks in there or something so bots can't pick up on it. But uh, what was and that was that's for just your, what we uh, you got. He, he was nice enough to donate all those keys to you for uh, for your anniversary stream, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he told me that he'd been watching the show for years and that he's just uh, he has uh, social anxiety and hasn't said much and he's trying to uh, talk more and he 
just happens to have this gigantic bank of steam keys that he doesn't need and he would like for us to have them it was an incredibly generous um donation and there's a lot of uh the very best vr games on there so uh uh you know that guy's awesome i, I endless thank yous to uh uh miguel or uh and uh yeah yeah so if you haven't already be sure to uh, check us out we're, we're if you have a, a pc obviously uh we're giving out games almost on uh daily uh well i guess bi-weekly would be the uh the correct term or semi-weekly and yeah, and, and of course, even if you don't have a PC, don't don't hesitate. Go to subscribe to Virtual Strangers uh, because they cover all VR, not just PC VR. Right, right, right. It's yeah, we we cover. Um, it's a, our we're kind of platform agnostic. We, we feel like um, the VR, you know, every each individual catalog has things that the others don't offer, and uh, we love VR so much that we feel like it would be a shame to miss out on those titles. So we try to cover it all, although it can be a daunting task, uh, especially these days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so we, I think before, uh, all the interruptions, oh man, sci-fi game get Henry's going to have a field day with these timestamps. Good luck, bud. I appreciate you <laughs> more today than ever before. Um, but we were, we were talking about, you know, about, about how slow it's been with PSVR 2 news and pretty much, we you know, anything is exciting in, in the world of PSVR 2. And since Sony's being so quiet, uh, anytime a VR game is announced, I'm immediately reaching out to developers and saying, hey, what's the deal? Is there a PSVR 2 version or a PSVR 1 play, version planned? And uh, struck gold today with the announcement of Afterlife VR by Splitlight Studios. Because um, they just announced their game. It's going to be coming out to on Steam, I believe, uh, next month. And then... Uh, and then it's going to be uh, is planned for PSVR two in early 2023. If you're wondering why early 2023, probably because PlayStation VR two won't be out before early 2023. I mean that's <laughs> that's my assumption here. Um, so impressions of uh, impressions of the trailers, Wes. Are you does, it, does this does this do anything for you? Yeah, you know, um, kudos to these guys because so many in, independent. Um, VR developers don't realize the importance of a good trailer and a good thumbnail. Right. Uh, when you're when you're browsing uh, a store catalog with literally hundreds upon hundreds of, of, of great titles, uh, you know some of which are you know some of the best games we've ever played and are typically uh, on sale for very cheap prices. You need to have something that grabs people's eye. So the thumbnail, obviously that's a big thing right off the top, but after people click on that thumbnail, there needs to be uh, a, an awesome trailer that follows. And these guys get it, man. They had, I clicked on this thing and there was like four trailers on steam for this. Yep. Although they weren't all like super awesome. Uh, like um, gameplay trailers. Um, they were, I would class them as effective uh, to say the least. Yeah, uh, somewhere earlier than others, uh, I, I went over to their YouTube channel and uh, and I kind of collaborated them or collaborated. I kind of uh, c combined them all into one big looping video that you're seeing here, and, uh, and and I think the one that you're seeing now is like a year old. Uh, and then uh, some of the more recent ones are on the shorter side. I probably don't want to reveal too much about you know I don't want to give too much away these days as they're getting closer to launch. Um, so let's, you know, what? let's, before we start speculating about this game, before we start uh, talking about our hopes and dreams and if it's, you know, going to be good or whatever, uh, I feel like maybe we should just head on over to, 
the Steam store listing and read through this thing, man, because uh, this is... Nope, I interacted with the wrong thing. I'll never understand how uh, how this show works. Here we go. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, the description of this reads... Uh, Afterlife VR is a deeply immersive horror game. As Adam Bernhard, a young rookie police officer on the night patrol, you receive a call that will change your life forever. Uncover secrets hidden deep within the Black Rose Mental Hospital walls, where most of the patients pose a great danger. Uh, I gotta say, uh, we don't get enough enough horror games that take place in mental hospitals. <laughs> like I, I agree with that. We had Outlast, right? And, uh, and, and did Outlast ever get a VR release on PC? Because that was something I always uh, had on PSVR. It, it did not, but it plays very well with Vorpix, actually. Not not so much in like uh, full-on VR, but if you put it in that immersive screen mode, uh, you get some very effective uh, 3D depth. And the screen, literally, it's a curved screen that um, takes up pretty much your entire field of view. Hmm. So it feels like a VR game, kind of. Uh, and Outlast 2 specifically uh, is just amazing in Vorpex. So uh, while while not officially supported, there are ways. And it's kind of it's kind of the one thing PC still has to offer in 2022 is that you know it might not have uh, great you know exclusive VR games, but you can kind of you know jimmy your way into uh, all of these various flat games. And make them into VR games, and you know while results may vary, there's a lot of really good ones. And as time goes on, it just gets better and better. Yeah, it, it absolutely kills me that the most exciting thing happening in 2022 with VR games has nothing to do with VR developers. It's you know it's like we can play Resident Evil 2 in first person VR. It's like why can't we fucking do that already? Why did it take some modders to do that? Uh, it, it drives me crazy, man. And I really hope again that PSVR 2 is going to rectify some of those problems. Um, Scott, I can, I, sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I always, this is what I do. This is what I do. I set you up for a response and then I, and, and then I steamroll you. <laughs> well, my response is I would consider that likely. I, I do. I, I think that, um, your vision specifically with the resident evil titles where we might see two, three, seven and eight all get VR support. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty close to reality. I don't know that they'll release them all together like you've uh, talked about before, but I do think that it's very likely um, that we're going to see full on PSVR two support for all of those titles as they all kind of operate within the same engine. Yeah. I, I you know, my, my dream of course is that we just get everything we want all at once, but, uh, but yeah, it make it makes sense for, for Capcom to kind of dole them out slowly, right. To kind of, so they don't cannibalize their own sales. So yeah, I'm, I am 100% with you on that. Um, we got uh, in the chat Scott Thorpe with the 10 quid saying, just a thank you tip. That is all. Appreciate your efforts during this super quiet PSVR 2 news period. Uh, listen, Scott, I appreciate you. And I appreciate everybody who, who, uh, who you know, who keeps the show running and everything. I just want to say, um, so thank you for letting us continue to do this. Because, you know, obviously, if, if nobody watches and nobody supports the channel, then then I, I go back to uh, I go back to waiting tables and, and, uh, and slinging drinks, which was a great time, <laughs> but it doesn't quite compare to, to getting to play VR games for a living. Uh, so thank you. Thank you, uh, Scott. Joey Batch 33 with a $5 tip says a ghost hunter TV show styled VR game would be cool. Make it scary AF. So sort of brings up 
my question about Afterlife for you, and uh, in, in a lot of VR games, I think, I, this, this wasn't on the run of show, but it's sort of been r- rolling through my mind a little bit. A lot of PSVR 1 games, and we're going to talk a lot about our favorite uh, PSVR 1 horror games in a minute after we're done talking about Afterlife, have been sort of like walking sim or haunted house sims uh, with not a lot of gameplay involved in them. Uh, do you consider that a problem? Wes, or do you think that that is just a a new genre of game that sort of emerged emerged over the last decade or so? I mean, there, there's been there's been titles like that prior to VR, but it really exploded, I think, when VR happened with Affected the Manor and even like Don't Knock Twice and Paranormal Activity, where they have they do have gameplay elements and some puzzles to them, but most of it is just you walking through the house and the game developers trying to scare the fuck out of you. Yeah, uh, I think that um, this is a prime example of, of VR making things better because this wouldn't have been typically something that I enjoy. Uh, but I do think the horror genre lends itself well to these type of uh, games that lean heavily on set and setting, environment, and vibe uh, overall. Because, uh, you know, the secret to most great horror games is is building tension and waiting uh, for the right moment to scare the player. And the great ones, um, you know, really don't typically have a lot going on. I mean, sometimes we get some stuff, as we're going to talk about in, in a few minutes, but, there, you know, some of the stuff toward the top of my list, really you don't do a whole lot in. It's more about, uh, you know, being in this world, being on the edge of your seat, uh, you know, having this fear for your safety that you can only get from a VR game. Uh, so, you know, before VR, I would have told you that I have, I don't have much for these types of titles. Uh, but my eyes have since been opened as some of my favorite experiences really are kind of walking sim. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, I think, I think that it's not an issue by any stretch. I I think that, you know, VR has kind of brought us, shown us that experiences can be cool uh that just kind of in taking in environments in a walking sim type game can be cool uh, and of course there were obviously walking sims long before vr um but i but i think i think some of these are just uh the benefits of some of these games in in some of the highlights of these games are sort of brought to the forefront when you're playing it in VR mode. Uh, and you can sort of just experience like, wait, well, this is a beautiful place or wow, this is a really scary, scary house. Like, you know, just like being in uh, a place like even don't knock twice, which we're not going to talk about today. Like it's not, I don't think it's a very good, uh, like a well-designed game. Uh, and it's obviously super buggy, <laughs> but just being in that house, uh, is, to me is just like terrifying like what's going to happen around the next corner and so i I do i do appreciate that this is a new genre and that it's you know probably here to stay yeah you can really separate the good ones from the bad ones with uh, how frequently they go to jump scares i I would consider (laughs) i wouldn't consider too many walking sims as a problem uh but these games that that go in too heavy on the jump scares absolutely a problem because you just like we were speaking about before it you just kind of ruin the whole vibe if uh if there's a jump scare around every corner then it's not very much of a scare it's just a, a thing that happens that you're expecting right but you're not against jump scares correct oh no no so like uh one of the things that i really liked about um home sweet home you know even though it's a stealth game and and kind of most of the 
feeling that you get from it is nervousness from the chase or, or, or staying hidden rather. Um, there were some really good, well-timed jump scares in that game that actually made me jump. Typically jump scares don't get me, uh, but there were some good ones in that game that actually made me jump. Yeah, jump scares to me are proof that the developers know what they're doing, that they know how to build tension and, and, and deliver a deserved uh, jump scare. Uh, and so it's sort of either unexpectedly or just, you know, at, at the point where you're expect, expecting it the least. Um, or or when things just like the tension just builds to the point where you just can't take it anymore and like you're jumping out of your own skin. Finally, it's almost like a relief of that tension when they finally deliver on the scare or don't for an extended period amount of time. And you're just like, when is this going to happen? And when they finally do it, it's, uh, it's almost, it's, it's, it's terrifying. Uh, but then it's also a huge relief. You're like, maybe I'm okay for a few more minutes. <laughs> like I can finally put my guard down again for a second. Um, when, when Jack, uh, so I'm sorry. When, when Jack bursts through the wall at the beginning of RE7, yeah. when you're running down the hallway and he bursts through the wall, that gets me every time to this day. I know it's coming. And it still puts me out of my seat, raises my pulse to 120. Uh, th- that's probably the best example of uh, effective use of jump scare that I can think of. So just <laughs> to be able to wrap up the topic of this game that uh, that, that was announced, <laughs> um, I, I feel like we're, we're, we're so desperately trying to get to the next conversation already. Uh, but I'm just I'm just sort of looking at these animated gifs. I'm looking at the descriptions, and uh, and I and I feel like that this might actually be a pretty decent combination of gameplay, uh, walking sim, haunted house, uh, and uh, and just you know the, the overall vibe that you're talking about. Um, and just uh, let me just read off the bullet points real quick uh, because again, there's not a whole lot that we know about this game right now. It's coming to Steam, you know, in the next month or two, and uh, so we'll obviously know a whole lot more about it once it's out or in early access. Uh, but just to wrap up this part of the conversation, uh, they, they say immersive first-person horror game built from the ground up for VR, like everybody says. Bone-chilling story that will make you question your own senses. Okay. Uh, innovative puzzle design taking advantage of both the motion controllers and the protagonist's telekinesis abilities. As you can see in this animated GIF, he's just grabbing something from across the room. I'm going to be very curious to see how well they implement this as... Uh, is this your? Is this just like a your character has crazy abilities, or is this like just a VR device where they're like, oh, right. this thing's hard to pick up. We're just going to give your character telekinesis. It's I expect you to die. The paranormal version, you know. Um, enjoyable and scary encounters with enemies. Fight them with your firearm and or your psychokinetic powers, and then finally explore the mysterious Black Rose Hospital and immerse yourself in its twisted story. Um. Yeah, and this is in, in, in which I'm glad there's combat in this game. Uh, so many games just avoid combat altogether, uh, and I know that sense of being defenseless. I, I think that the Clock Tower series actually nailed way back on the PlayStation One uh, is 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 one of those things where it's it's truly terrifying because you have no way to fight back. Um, but then there's also that element of if you have no way to fight back, then how much does the game really ask of you? Right. You're like, well, how dangerous can this hallway really be if I don't have any way to fight back? And I think Resident Evil 7 did that really well, um, saying, hey, there's danger here and you have to fight it, which is kind of like, in my opinion, like kind of the ultimate horror game. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Stealth games are a lot harder to pull off than than these action games are. Uh, So, yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, I am happy to see not only that, you know, 
you have telekinesis abilities, but you also have a handgun. Uh, but, you know, just as important as that, this thing seems pretty heavily reliant upon uh, story. So it does seem like it's a story-based game, a story-driven game, uh, which I absolutely love. It's one of the things that uh, kind of connect most of the titles we're going to be talking about today. Most of them are, are pretty heavily uh, revolving around a story. Well, let's not waste any more time, man. Like, let's let's uh, we I mean, we could talk about horror games and, and PSVR two and everything else all day long, uh, but let's get to the topic of the show, which is really uh, the great horror games on that we've already gotten on PSVR one to celebrate half Halloween. <laughs> this should, I feel like there should be like a thunder and lightning sound effect here. There's like everybody just pretend that it's happening right now. I'll add it in post. Doesn't matter. Um. So, yeah, so so you and I had a brief discussion before the show, and we tried to put together a, a quick little list of, uh, of of the best PSVR one horror games. Uh, and I'm kind of curious why, you know, why 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 some of these games made the list. I'm kind of curious why some games didn't make the list. Uh, and of course, I'm sure that everybody watching is going to be really curious why some of these games didn't make the list. And uh, and to sort of preface the whole conversation, there's a whole bunch of games that didn't make the list because of sort of the genre to begin with. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, uh, when you when you try to talk about horror games in VR, um, really, it's important to define the boundaries of what you're considering a horror game because there are so many games out there that have strong horror elements in them that wouldn't I wouldn't really class as a classic horror game. Uh, you know, games like Brookhaven, which is a, a scary. Uh, wave shooter or, or Arizona sunshine saints and sinners these types of games these zombie games are very scary uh, and and certainly you know by the strictest definition could be considered horror games but this isn't really what we're talking about when when we when we're doing a list of the best horror games on PlayStation VR we're talking about classic horror games games that if you watched a mo- movie version of them <laughs> you would call that a horror movie yeah Steve Irie says, "Half Halloween. It really is a slow news day." You have, <laughs> Steve, you've been around for a long time, man. A, you're absolutely correct. It's a slow news day. But dude, if we could celebrate yeah. quarter Halloween or third Halloween or two thirds Halloween, three quarters Halloween, you know I would fucking do it because Halloween's my favorite holiday. I celebrate it all month long from the beginning of October until the day itself. Uh, so. You sh- I think all of you guys should be lucky <laughs> that we're only doing this one day leading up to the month of Halloween because I could have done a whole month long half Halloween and, and probably Absolutely. none of you would have shown up and that would have been fine. Wes and I would just sit here for 35 hours straight and just talk about video games. Um, so there's a, so there was a game that you were putting on this list of non-traditional horror games, like games with a horror slant, but like not something we consider horror games that I, I'm going to disagree with you on. You're saying that Russia Blood maybe belongs on this list of games that we don't put on today's list, but because it's like it's it's a wave shooter that's like got a horror slant to it, right? Right. Well, I just it just typically when you know I had to come back after I gave you my list, I had to come back and put Russia Blood on it after I thought about it, and the reason is when I think about horror games, I don't think about Russia Blood. Now, is Russia Blood absolutely one of my favorite games on PlayStation VR? It it 100% is, and, and probably from the you know the older titles in the catalog, 
probably gets more playtime from me than any of them. Even with the issues as on PlayStation 5, I still probably play more Brush of Blood more than even uh, the titles at the top of this list we're about to uh, talk about. Uh, but, you know, when I think about a horror game, you know, I'm, again, I'm thinking about something that if you're, you're watching it in movie form, uh, you would call a horror movie. And this really just isn't that. It doesn't have much of a story. There's a little bit of a backstory to it. Um, it's absolutely scary. I mean, if that's the only category uh, or, or the only criteria that makes a horror game versus not a horror game, uh, then this is absolutely a horror game. Uh, but just in the confines of, of the conversation today, um, I don't know. I, I could take it or leave it. I, I think we... We're, we're certainly it certainly deserves to be mentioned, which is what we're doing right now, uh, because it's a great title. And um, for the longest time, Brian, this was the my demo title for VR newbies. Like anytime I wanted to show them VR, yep. Rush of Blood was the first thing I put them in, and I've converted a few people uh, because of this game. Yeah, uh, same, same. I didn't. I haven't converted as many people, I'm sure, uh, because I, I don't invite people over my apartment very often. Uh, but my dad seemed to enjoy this pretty much. <laughs> it was, uh, and he didn't. He didn't seem terribly scared. And I do want to be very clear that this is one of the scariest games I've ever played. Um, probably like, not in my life, but I mean, certainly in VR, I think it's terrifying. Uh, only because each, if you haven't played it, uh, two things. One, every level kind of addresses a different fear. Right? It's like so, sort of a different theme. And so if level one doesn't scare you or level two doesn't scare you, level three might uh, or level four might or level five might. And so if you haven't played this game before, cover your ears for the next 10 seconds. When everybody covering your ears who hasn't played it, no spoilers, no one's going to complain in the comments. It's on you now. When those spiders crawl up your legs and you look down and you see spiders on your leg and then and, and they crawl. I hate spiders so much and then when and i'm just like and i couldn't handle it it was the only time i've ever thrown off my headset ever just out of fear just been like boom i can't handle this and and (laughs) and that was the only time i ever did it i couldn't even close my eyes because i i would have just thought that they were there and i couldn't see them um had to take off the headset so this game affected me in a way that even resident evil 7 i had to take breaks on resident evil 7 but i but i never threw the headset off never once Uh, I've never done that. Um, But there are some things in this uh, in this title that really scare me. Um, Specifically, I love the um, and it only happens a few times in the game, but it'll kind of flash you into another reality Mm -hmm. and you'll see like visions just for a split second and then it'll bring you back. Uh, I think those are rather jarring, a good effective use of jump scares, if you will. Uh, There's the uh, the scene where you're going down the elevator and there's things crawling all around it, and you have to kind of shoot them off the elevator. Uh, that yeah. I found particularly scary. And then uh, kind of later in the game, there's this enemy that's like super fast and just, you know, zips around the screen, and it'll it'll stop every now and then, and that's when you have to fire at it. Yep. Uh, I find that thing particularly frightening as well. Yeah, Braxborough said the mannequin levels got him, and uh not not gonna lie, yeah. that that's one of those things about VR that VR does so well. You turn your head over here, and then you look back, and the mannequins in a different place. That will fuck you up, stop you in your tracks, and and when and when you're riding in that in that mine cart or whatever it is the 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 roller coaster cart, right? Um, and and you don't have control over how fast you run out of that fucking room. 
when, when the game has control and just slows you down to a crawl and you're like, get me the fuck out of here. And you're like staring down mannequins because <laughs> you're like, if I turn my head, that thing's going to fucking move or come closer to me or <laughs> multiply or something. You're like, get me the fuck out of here. Like it is, it's so stressful that like, I'll, yeah, I'll just never forget that shit. I'll never forget it. That's a good call. And how about when the uh, the first time the pigs move and start squealing? <laughs> I mean, that that gets you right. Did, strangely, strangely, that was something that I heard a lot of people say affected them, and that they like couldn't play anymore after that or something. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, pigs squealing. I'm like, whatever, big big spinning blades. I'm like, all right, I'm all right. I don't know. See, that's it was just why. kind of a. That's why this game gets everybody a- somehow, right? Because something every level is right. different. Every level place makes you face another fear. Exactly. And, you know, uh, that, um, that, that, I, I guess we could say that about a few of these titles, but, uh, this is a very clear example of that, you know, level to level. It, it seems like they're, uh, focusing very much on, uh, a well known phobia that a lot of people have. I mean, they come right out with the clowns right off the bat, you know, and then spiders, snakes. I mean, they, they, they really, um, they have a lot. They have a lot of the different well known, uh, phobias, if you will. Yeah, I mean, and who's not scared of carnies? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really, but uh, I mean, that's it's just to set it, set the game there. You okay? So again, I, I know, Wes. I, one of these days, we're gonna have a show where we actually stay on schedule. Look at the run of show and go. Okay, this conversation's only gonna last five minutes. Today's not gonna be that day. I'm trying. So yeah, we, we tried. If we failed, we're gonna we're just gonna talk about whatever the fuck we want. We, before the show, you asked me a very important question uh, about Russia Blood. What was it? Oh, yeah. Oh, that is correct. And you know, that had slipped my mind. So good on you, Brian. I was asking you, in the context of PlayStation VR 2, you know, we've all been on super massive games for years because this Russia Blood is so awesome. We need a sequel to Russia Blood. Uh, but with that said, you know, it is just a rail shooter. You wouldn't think it would take all that much development time and cost to, to bang out a sequel so my question for you is all right let, let's say we get a, a vr title psvr2 title from supermassive games would you rather have that rush of blood sequel or would you rather have the full-fledged until dawn game uh but you know the vr version of that uh would you rather have like a, a traditional horror game like we're about to talk about or would you rather have the sequel to one of the best titles in the PSVR one catalog, even though it is kind of a overused premise and, and kind of a basic from a gameplay standpoint. It's, it's, it's a tough question. And, uh, and I, and, and I think if anybody's seen, you know, I, I probably mentioned, I probably talked about this before, but my hope for a rush of blood two uh, or, or follow up from Supermassive would be, would obviously take the rush of blood formula, but blow it, like blow it wide open, uh, maybe essentially give us, give us a full carnival to run around in, you know, like maybe like you wake up in the middle of the carnival and you're tied to, you know, like a, a post or, or, or another person or something who knows, make, make it some kind of co-op escape room. Um, and then, and, and then suddenly you're just in this abandoned carnival or amusement park, uh, and everything is, everything is not right. And like, so how do you, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's got the, it's got the same aesthetics. It's got the same, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly there are moments where you're going to be on roller coasters. There's moments where you're going to be like on different rides. Um, but you're, uh, you're, you're, you're running from, uh, from a killer, uh, the whole time. Uh, and so 
so I, I don't I don't think I really want Russia blood, uh, and I don't want until dawn. I want I want something that really takes the formula and just goes as far as you possibly can with it, uh, and something that really takes advantage of PSVR too. Um, just no, no, what? Brian, you're gone again. You're gone again. Uh, you're back now, thank God. Okay, uh, but you you froze up again. Sorry. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm checking. Uh, anyway, looks okay. I think we're okay. All right, good, good. Uh, because I want to say I love it. I love the idea. Picture this. You're walking into a, a, an amusement park, uh, not an abandoned one, an open one, uh, with your family. Um, you know, you, you maybe have a few mini games, some little story bits to start the game off. Um, you know, m- maybe you, uh, you end up down a, uh, off a side path to smoke a cigarette or what have you and, uh, thump. The screen goes black. You wake up later and, uh, you know, it's dark. Where's my family? Uh, who's that over there in the bushes staring at me? Oh my God, he wants to kill me. Uh, so the, the premise of the game is you got to find your, find your family and escape. You obviously have your park map that you picked up on your way through the door. Uh, but you know, as you make your way through the game, you find certain areas of the park inaccessible be it uh, because there's a killer after you or some supernatural thing keeping you from going that way. So you have to uh, access the rides to maybe uh, gain access to new areas. You know, um, I love it. I love the idea. It's a way for uh, super massive games to kind of give us the best of both worlds. So uh, it's a bit of a cop out answer, but it's the right answer. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh just if, again, if anyone out there is having uh, any issues with the stream, it's uh, it's not you, it's me. Uh, there, there's a, uh, I don't know what's going on over here, but uh, it does seem like the the internet is kind of shitting the bed a little bit. Um, so I apologize. Uh, hopefully we're we're still good to go. Hopefully we're still moving forward. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, if you can still hear us and see us because it does seem like it's clearing up. Fingers crossed. Um, Wes, let's talk about some of our favorite PSVR one horror games, uh, and, uh, and and really talk about why uh, they belong on this list. What what makes them special? Uh, what 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 does VR do uh, to kind of like accelerate uh, or or amplify the horror? Um, you want you want to, you want to start at the top of the list with the best and uh, and work our way down for time time wise. Uh, yeah, that sounds good to me. We'll we'll try to to, to move through it kind of quickly. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll fail, but we'll try. <laughs> I think the I, there's no way we were going to start with any other game. I don't think anyone's surprised by this. If we weren't going to start with any other game other than Resident Evil 7. Resident Evil 7 is by far uh, still my favorite PlayStation VR game. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with just how scary it is. right? And, and, and actually, it has uh, a couple of uh, hurdles in front of it, keeping like that would you would think would keep it from being... Uh, from from being a, a great VR game or from being uh, as scary as it could possibly be because it's you're confined to using the DualShock 4. Uh, and, and for a lot of people, I think that kind of pulls them out of the immersion. For me, it didn't change a thing. Uh, and, and, you know, with the addition of head aiming, uh, the head tracking aiming, uh, I felt like it was just VR enough to convince me that I was there. Uh, I, I think everybody's heard my experience, though, with Resident <laughs> Evil 7 enough times. Uh, and you're still fairly new to the channel, Wes. What was your experience, with Resident Evil Seven? Did you play it in VR before uh, for the first time? Was that your first experience with it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I've, I had gotten away from gaming, largely, outside of retro games and emulators. I hadn't been playing uh, flat games uh, up until about a year before I got my PlayStation VR. Uh, but to answer your question, uh, yeah, my first experience with Resident Evil 7 absolutely was in VR. And it's one of these things where, like, uh, this is an evergreen title. I could play this game repeatedly. And as I was mentioning a moment ago about the uh, jump scare with Jack, like, it doesn't matter that I know what's going to happen. This game still <laughs> nails it. It still scares me to be in this game. And, you know, to be honest, most of the games on the list today don't scare me. I, I enjoy being in them just because I enjoy this type of atmosphere and this kind of dark narrative. Uh, but really, it's only a couple of games that really scare me at all. And uh, this one by far scares me the most. Uh, excellent uh, audio design. Um, excellent game design in, in general. Uh, a lot of the scenes, especially the boss fights in this game, are just expertly put together. Uh, beautiful graphically, even on, uh, you know, some of the older hardware. Um, yeah, man, it, it, this game is, you know, outside the fact that it's a gamepad game, it's pretty much the total package and the uh, standard, uh, in my eyes, with regards to horror games in general, not just, you know, VR horror. Yeah, one of the worst things that ever happened to PSVR uh, was getting Resident Evil 7 just a few months after the launch of the headset. Because really, I think this set a standard that was uh, impossible for most developers to ever match. We, we, we sort of be, we got this so early on and it worked so well that we were sort of under the impression that, oh, this is a PS4 game that works almost flawlessly in VR. Uh, any Any developer that wants to put their ps4 game in vr can do it and it sort of set me down the wrong path for right from the beginning saying we're going to get bioshock in vr we're going to get this game in vr we if, if we can get resident evil 7 we can get any game in vr and that was absolutely incorrect we didn't get many games uh, and as you said it's the absolute full package a lot of the games that we're going to talk about and a lot of the games that we've already talked about today experiences haunted houses sirens on my end uh, walking sims, right? Things, games that where you don't do a lot of stuff in, you just want to get to the end of it all. In this game, is a full-fledged campaign with lots of different sections to it, lots of different bosses, lots of different characters, NPCs, story, like just a, a full-blown narrative, and just everything you'd expect from a full-fledged console game. And here we go, we got it within months of getting our PSVR one headset, uh, all in VR for the most part. And so, yeah, and the, yeah, I'm sorry. Here I, here I go cutting you off again. And, and not only that, uh, but as a fan uh, of the Resident Evil franchise, uh, this game did something that I loved and it kind of went back to the original formula. I've always been a fan of Resident Evil, but if you had asked me prior to RE7 what my favorite Resident Evil game was, I would have mm -hmm. told you the, the first, the original Resident Evil, because I love the whole idea of being in a, a, a huge estate. And then, you know, being able to search through it room through room, finding secret areas um, in what lies behind locked doors. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's one of the things that makes it mo most like a classic horror game. And uh, they kind of returned to that with Resident Evil 7. Um, it was one of the things, honestly, that kind of worried me about Village was that it's, you know, you're kind of outside and in a in more of a, of a village. Right. Uh, but when I saw the uh, the castle in the background up on the hill that kind of saved it for me I'm, I'm my hype uh came right back because i'm sure that castle is going to be absolutely huge and a lot to explore so 
Yeah, we're doing uh, the right I, I thing, like, man. Boy, boycotting Village right. until we get to play it in VR. Because I, I will tell you right now, I, don't, I haven't been keeping a great eye on the chat tonight, Nick. Um, <laughs> but I have been keeping an eye on it. And I haven't seen anybody say tonight that they weren't scared of Resident Evil 7 in VR. But anytime I have seen that comment, it always seems to be for the same reason. It's because you played it flat screen first, and then you played it in VR. You knew it was coming. When you don't know what's coming and your first experience is in VR, you're exploring the Baker Estate for the first time. And you just have no idea. And the floorboards are creaking because you, you get those headphones on. Every door is, you just have to like hold your breath as you open it and go, oh, I don't even want to know what's behind this door, but I have to push forward. It's crazy. Right. And and I feel like we all kind of had the, uh, the you know, those of us who are, are horror fans in this stage of our life kind of had Jason Voorhees burned into our brain when we were probably too young to watch it. And I mean, so much of what makes Jack scary, not everything, but a lot of it is he kind of has that Jason Voorhees thing going on where you think you're done with him, but guess what? You're not, not even close. Yeah. And there's, there's also a, there's also a paranormal element in Resident Evil seven. Like things just, it's things, things happen that are just like inexplicable. Uh, and as soon as you start throwing in paranormal, when it's like the rules go out the window because you're not dealing with humans anymore. You're not dealing with, Oh, this guy's got to be here. This thing's going to be here. There's, there's very slight paranormal things. And just, so in case you weren't already scared by the humans that are out to get you, there's these other little things that are also happening. And you're just like, Eesh. you just, they'd never let you get comfortable in that game. <sighs> yeah. Can you imagine Master playing P. through with two hands? Like would, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to have to imagine too much longer. <laughs> like, it's coming. It's coming to me. To me, that makes me feel kind of more defenseless. It makes me feel like okay, here, my hands are in the game. At least with the, I feel like with the D pad, I'm like I can hide back here, like hold the D pad close to me, and I'm kind of like using it as a shield, right? But with the, with when I see my hands in a game that are represented by the motion controllers. It makes me feel defenseless. Like I'm like I, doing this doesn't help anything. I'm like I, my hands are in the game. I'm defenseless. I like I just gotta you know grab a gun and run. Uh, and so I, I do feel like uh, that could add a whole new sense of dread. Uh, you know f- because I've played it so many times. I've played Resident Evil Seven so yeah. many times to platinum it that I feel like I one more time with motion controllers will really seal the deal. Well, one of the things that's going to make this game actually work very well with motion controllers is the fact that when you take defensive posture in the game. That is exactly what you do. You do this, which is kind of natural, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, uh, it, it's kind of the, one of those games like The Persistence where it's a gamepad game, but it doesn't really feel like a gamepad game. Everything's so intuitive, and the way that they use your arm and hand models in the game uh, seems kind of like what you would be doing anyway. Where does the, persist- the Persistence fall on this list for you? I mean, if we were going to put it on this list... Um, so, so when I look at VR horror titles, I have tiers, right? You have the very top tier, great games, and then and there's not very many. I can count on one hand, great VR horror games. Uh, then there's a very large second tier that I would call very good horror yeah. games. Uh, if Persistence is, in fact, a horror game, uh, or, or even if it's not, I would put it toward the top of the very good tier. Like, it's not great, but it, it's very, very good, and it's certainly very, very scary. Like it's, it's more scary than probably half of our list at certain times. I will say the persistence. Uh, I think is an amazing game. Obviously, I think we're all in the same boat there. Uh, which in the first floor or two, the first half of the game at best is scary, 
and then you sort of just I feel like then you get comfortable in the game you get you get comfortable with the mechanics the game the game does a great job in uh before the is it before the first boss I believe when you're going through all the ventilation ducts um and there's it's 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 the moment it's the area of the game that has the most jump scares like they really kind of scripted everything you go around this corner like whatever like sparks are flying panels are falling from the ceiling and then finally an enemy jumps out at you and uh and it's terrifying but i feel like i feel like they do that really really well they've got all that scripted stuff near the beginning of the game and then the rest of the game is sort of just like just the game and so i, th- right. I think that they make it a little bit too easy to get comfortable in that world and so while i was terrified for the entire first couple hours um for the last 10 i was kind of okay <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's. I think what that is is the fact that it, they made it like a roguelite, and uh, obviously one of the big uh, defining features of a roguelite game is uh, character development. So the more you play it, the stronger you become. And I think that you know, if you're like me, you died a lot <laughs> playing the Persistence. It is a difficult times. game. It took yeah, forty yeah. something tries. So by the time by the time that you're good enough. To, to beat those first couple of levels, then you're pretty much good enough to beat the rest of the game as well, based on character progression and uh, new abilities. Yeah, actually, that's an excellent point. Uh, like progression is one of my favorite things about non-horror games. <laughs> like when I when I play a, like an RPG or anything else, like the, what I want the most. Like I'm playing right now. I'm playing through Xenogears. Uh, shout out to Neon Groove, by the way. Playing through Xenogears on PS1, uh, and shockingly, for the first time, it's a game that I thought I'd played. Um, and then I started it up and I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember any of this. Um, and so, you know, with any of those old square soft or square EA or square Enix games, um, it's, you start off and you're, you're, you know, you're a weakling, you don't have any weapons, like you don't, or you don't have much. Uh, and, uh, and you know, it's just a traditional JRPG and it just, it's so satisfying every single time you level up and see that your attack power is a little bit higher, uh, that your defense is a little bit higher, that you can take on a little bit more and just grind, 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 grind. It's like the name of the game in those old RPGs. And I fucking love that so much. I don't think I love that in horror games. Like, I, I think if you let me get too powerful, like they do in the persistence, we end up with the conversation we just had where the last, where the back half of that game just didn't scare me at all because I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm powerful enough to take down whatever comes my way. Right. And that's one of the things I love, you know, tying it back to RE7 is that they give you, they let you become more powerful, you know, by finding more and more increasingly powerful weapons, but they limit that, uh, by the ammo distribution. So like ammo is scarce as it should be, uh, in a in a title like this, I mean, you can find items uh, that make your time easier. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're super super thorough the way I am, and you explore every inch, uh, you can make the game a lot easier by finding crafting items to craft more ammo, more health. Yeah. Uh, but you know, just to find ammo, you know, ready to go, it's kind of scarce in RE7, and uh, I think that that's a good way for them to kind of limit the player and really make you work if you want to be more powerful you can but you got to work for it right and that's that's actually again one of my other favorite things about resident evil 7 i think i've said this like three times my favorite thing no my other favorite thing my other favorite (laughs) thing about resident evil 7 is the new game plus option and i wish every game on the face of the planet had a new game plus option because going back through with the albert gun going back through eventually with unlimited ammo going back through with you know whatever you know the faster walking speed and everything else that you unlock Yes, the game is less scary because you've already played it three times, but going through and just being able to be a badass uh, and getting to go through and just be 
I, I, you know, maybe it kills the horror element a little bit, but you get to replay it with like a whole new, whole new look on the game. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, new game plus please. And thank you. Every single developer out there. I'm looking yes, at you Saints and uh, Sinners. I second that, you know, you know, since you brought up Saints and Sinners and not to start a whole <laughs> new topic, let's do it. Uh, but, uh, when I saw the retribution trailer that played from the, uh, during the quest thing last week, yeah. that thing looks like it might like, we're not including Saints and Sinners 1 in our horror discussion because it's not classic horror. I think that maybe the sequel might be something that, that kind of fits the bill a little bit more. It seems like it might be more of a classic horror title, especially, you know, more so than the original. I mean, it reeks of Resident Evil 3, right? Like, this, it, it seems like yeah. there's going to be a Nemesis-style character that actually traipses through the game uh behind you at some point and you know like who knows maybe just bust through a wall like when you least expect it or um you know the saints and sinners one had that area where you were always safe well for the most part no spoilers and uh <laughs> and and so so it, it would be nice sort of to know that nothing in retribution is a safe zone you know just you, you go you go back to uh your sleeping quarters whatever and, and you might not be safe there you you think that you know going uh, going hiding out somewhere will keep you safe. No, that thing's going to bust through the wall, Nemesis style, uh, and go stars, whatever you know. Uh, so, and that that shit was scary, like that that because that really changed things up um, after Resident Evil One and Two on Three. Like that was just something you could easily escape zombies in Resident Evil One and Two just by going walking into another room. Most zombies couldn't walk through doors. Like you were good, um, and so that would uh, that would mix things up big time with Retribution. I would love that. Right. And it makes you think twice, right? When you're when you're scavenging and exploring, uh, to know that at any minute, you know, this guy's got got you in his sights and could bust through the wall. Uh, so you really have to kind of think twice how how long that you stay in certain areas and how how much do you really want to explore? Uh, which is a struggle for me because again, I'm the type of guy that if you beat a game in five hours, it takes me ten because I just take in every little inch of it. Yeah. I mean, that's my goal too. And if I'm not under a review, uh, review deadline, uh, if I'm not trying to like, you know, get my review done by the time the game comes out, then, uh, then I will take as much time as I'm given basically to, to play that game. So I'm right there with you, man. I love that. I love it. Um, I saw somebody in the chat mention here. They lie. Did you see that? I did. I did not notice who it was. Maybe Dan Kiefer. I think it was Shirley Funk, to be honest with you. I think Shirley Funk was talking about how, uh, here they lie is terrifying and strangely enough that is actually very very high on our list yeah yeah and, and you know it's not for the same reasons as i would think any of these other titles for me anyway like here they lie it, it, it's it is a walking simulator there's not a whole lot going on in this game in terms of gameplay and it's not a very good game from a technical perspective i mean it's a blurry mess like the controls suck in it like uh it's nausea inducing even for me who has an iron stomach sometimes i get a little queasy playing here they lie Hmm. uh but it's just what this game is that i love so much this game is a very literal work of art there's so many things going on under the surface with this game with what it's trying to portray or at least the, what I take out from it, you know, like any true piece of art, I'm sure we all get something different from it. Uh, but there's so many things going on on so many different levels in this game. Uh, I feel like it might be the most unique game I've ever played. 
and I absolutely love it. I, I've played it time and time again, and I, I literally still I notice new things every time I play it. Uh, it it's a masterpiece in that area where it's kind of a, a broken janky mess in the kind of all the technical things you typically review on, uh, games on, you know? Yeah. Also, uh, Shirley Funk apparently is the Funk Bomb Bro. <laughs> using his mom's <laughs> phone. Um, so that's actually hilarious. What's up, bud? Um, and, uh, yeah, no, but I, I will, I will 100% second everything you just said. The, uh, the great thing about here, they lie, uh, you know, again, you said it's blurry, it's blurry mess. And I think it was blurrier at launch for some reason. I don't know if it improves on the pro or, or what they did to it because every time I always think of here, they lie as a blurry mess. And then the last time I played through it or the time before that, I remember going, you know, walking through the train station and then, and then walking up those long stairs, uh, into that first area where there's just so much detail there's all these these all these like little um it, it, it looks like it looks like there was a like a crafts fair or something happening i forget like it was like some sort of uh some sort of thing that was happening in the in the, t- in the center of the town and uh and it's just been totally abandoned uh and there's like and there's just so much detail every single where you go uh and it's 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 oddly realistic despite the fact that it's low resolution right it just feels like a real place that 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 everybody was just hanging out at i don't know maybe a couple weeks ago right it seems like it was like a well well dense densely populated area and very lively and shit was happening and then just something happened very quickly because no one's there anymore and yeah and that's it 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 sells that very very fast it sells it to you yeah and that's one of my favorite things about this game is that you never quite figure out what's going on like the game gives you clues even from before you even get in the game the title of the game is kind of a clue as to what's going on or is it a misdirection you know that that we can have that debate um but basically the whole time as you make your way through level after level after level you're trying to to get your bearings to, to really determine what is this place why am i here am i dead am i is this purgatory am i going to hell like these are the questions you're asking yourself, and um, it turns out, you know, I don't want to spoil the game because everyone absolutely should go play this. Um, but you know, a- as it turns out, it there, there is a bit of misdirection going on there. I feel like anyway, you know, it's debatable. I, I can't claim to be the uh, authority on this game, but I have my theories about what's going on here. And while the it, it certainly some of the assumptions you make in the beginning of the game hold true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say most of the ideas that you have at the start uh, really turn out to not be what's happening here at all. Yeah, I, I will say that it, it might be too smart for its own good or trying to be too smart for its own good, uh, because every time it sort of delivers the story to me, the it's, it's usually through you pick up a photograph or something, uh, you know, just like it, it, they, they, they're sort of they're sort of treated like collectibles the narrative right so you you go down you go down an alleyway that's not the way you're supposed to go maybe at the end of it there's a box with some batteries for your flashlight and uh and uh wait was this i keep i just played this game recently does it is this this does have batteries right it does but the the thing about the batteries is is how many you find just depends on how many you use like if if you don't don't bother with saving your flashlight as soon as your batteries run out you'll find more yeah, oh, there's so many of them that it's like I'm not even sure why they're here. Just like to make you feel like you're doing something. Um, 
Right, and that's and that's why it's never never became an issue in the game. That's why I can never remember if there are batteries. I always thought there were, but then it never became an issue. Um, I was I always confused the par- the uh, the battery thing with paranormal activity, which clearly had batteries. Um, and so yeah, so they're treated as collectibles. The, the narrative is treated like collectibles, and you find these photographs, and the voiceovers don't fit at all with the game. With it, with with the sense of place that they're trying to create, and, and and to me, it always sounded like they got some intern or the or the kid across the street to do some voiceovers for them, and it just sounds like you know it's somebody in a secret, it's like somebody's secretary in an office that's just going reading the piece of paper, and it, 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 it and it might make sense with what they're trying to do, but for me, it just didn't work at all, and uh, and and I ended up just like not, I ended up losing interest in the story altogether, uh, and so we could have a discussion about what the story means. But honestly, for me, this is the the definition of a walking sim, uh, and and you're just pushing your way through the game and experiencing these kind of fucked up things that they're throwing at you along the way, and and be and those things are what I try to interpret less less than the story that they're actually just you know spoon feeding me. Right, I would love to have that conversation with you, Brian, about what this actually means, but. That that's an hour by itself. Maybe that we'll do that in that uh, "Why We Love" episode that we talked about recently. Uh, but my, but what I would say to the pictures specifically that you were talking about, I don't think those really tie directly into the story. It's more of an indirect thing. Like the, the game itself is kind of a, a commentary on uh, humanity. You know, mostly uh, on the negative aspects of human nature, but. You know, there's some positivity in there as well as you make your way through the campaign. Uh, what I feel like those pictures are, I don't think that's scripted at all. Like, I think that these are real people mm-hmm. giving kind of their thoughts of what reality and, and, and uh, life means to them. When, when I when I pick up one of those pictures and I start hearing these, uh, uh, you, you know, these hipsters kind of give their their theories and philosophies on the nature of reality i picture that the creators of this game threw a party i I see a big bonfire and people sitting in a circle around it people from all aspects of life friends if you will Mm -hmm. uh and maybe they've all had like a a eighth of a gram of mushrooms or something probably some of them have had more than that and then they start spilling on uh you know what their philosophy none of us know what the true nature of reality is, but we all kind of have our theories. Those of us who are open-minded, <coughs> excuse me. So when I hear, I hear this stuff, some of it sounds like nonsense to me. Some of it sounds plausible, but this is absolutely stuff that, uh, that, that things that I've heard before, mostly, uh, mostly when I was in college, <laughs> when I was hanging out with a lot of these types of people. <laughs> you mean when you were hanging out with me in college? We didn't know each other in college, but it sounds like you're talking about me. I uh, just did a lot of drugs yeah. and, uh, and and kind of thought I understood life long before I did. But so yeah. so just like to kind of wrap up the Here They Lie thing, though, I do want to say that like the, the thing that the thing that makes Here They Lie scary uh, is really the uh, is really the disturbing nature of 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 the locales you visit uh, and its inhabitants. Uh, I don't, I don't feel like you're, you're very frequently, you feel like you're in danger. This isn't the same thing as Resident Evil seven, where you have to defend yourself. Sure. There's some stealth elements and you have to like, kind of like, you know, kind of watch your back sometimes, but for the most part, like you're just sort of like pushing forward and saying, wow, that was, look at that thing. Like, look at it. Look what they're doing. Like, that's really screwed up. I can't believe I'm witnessing this right now. Like, look at what that person just did to that person or, or, or animal person did to that animal person. Um, which, you know, again, the, the whole, 
animal aspect of it. it just I mean it adds to the to the weirdness of it. Um, and so it's just to experience sort of like the denizens of this like underground society. I don't even know. It's like, it's, I, I don't even know how to describe it perfect the, the proper way, but it's sort of just like a, to me, it just feels like a tour of this really fucked up place. And, uh, and so it's, and it makes you, I, I feel like it makes me question a lot of things uh, as I'm playing. It makes me wonder like, you know, about morality and, and ethics and, uh, all sorts of things uh, that, you know, you think about for different reasons, but sort of just like jams them all into like this three or four hour play session. Um, and, and that, and that's why it's horror to me. Like it's, I don't think it's scary. I think it's super disturbing. Right. Uh, it's very disturbing. And the imagery in this game, again, typically uh, in the areas where there are other NPCs, because it's not the case for the whole, game a lot you know a significant portion of the game is barren and desolate but in the areas where there are other beings uh the imagery is is graphic it's graphic without being graphic too is kind of the weird thing Mm. um but it but it is certainly striking and you're right most of that is not scary but there are a couple of uh scary parts in the game Uh, if you get one of those people with the golden masks and the clubs after you that can be a little bit disturbing. Uh, but really when I think about the scariest stuff in the game is when the game's big bad is after you. And that's only like maybe two or three scenes out of the whole thing. Yeah. And and they're not very long. Uh, but when that thing's after you, it's absolutely, uh, it's, it's very scary. Um, but again, I, I don't think, I, I, I don't, this, this probably isn't what I would call a classic horror game either. Uh, but but it is horrific at times. So uh, yeah, uh, I'd love to just keep going on with my interpretation of the game. But it's a masterpiece. You know, sometimes I ask myself, is this my is this really my favorite? Because I love it so much. Yeah. Because it's so unique. And um, God, I, I wish I really wish we could just keep talking about it. But I know we have to move on. Oh, for sure. I, and I do want to I just want to say Alberto Mapamo Gimgato. In the chat, it says, BTW, playing it with the social screen on and other people in your house uh, sometimes feels like you're watching porn or something like that, like you're not supposed to, something that you're not supposed to be doing. And I 100% agree with that. Uh, that is like, it is weird. There are, there are moments in this game that make me feel exactly like Alberto Mopam just described. And it's so hard to put into words, but I think that's the best way to compare it to how it makes you feel. 100%. Dude, agree. there are. I hesitate to say this, but there are glory holes in this game. Have you ever played another game that had glory holes in it? Like, I mean, video games, not like real life games, like video yeah, not, games. Not a video game, no, Wes. Not a video game. <laughs> if we're emphasizing the yeah, video could, part of that, yeah. And, and it wasn't just like a hole in the wall either. The, the imagery around it was yeah. very, very disturbing yep. on so many levels. All right, man. What, what's our what's our next game? Oh, dude, I'm so excited that this is our next game we're going to talk about because this was a total surprise. This is Blair Witch VR. I did not expect this to be a good game. This was coming uh, hot on the the tail of uh, our the Layers of Fear VR port that Incuvo brought us, and we were like, and it was and it was not a good port on uh, on PlayStation VR. It was, I mean, it 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 was it was really basic. Layers of Fear was very basic and i was so desperate for a horror game that i was like oh, i think this is goodish. i think i don't know um but but blair witch delivered big time where layers of fear did not um 
just, I mean, I, I don't know, man. Take take it away. So, give, give me again. You're deep, all these people are sick of listening to me talk about some of these games because I've <laughs> talked about them ad nauseum. But you're here for the first time, really talking about horror games. You've only been on the channel for about a month, so these opinions are, with any luck, going to be new to some of these guys and gals. Well, first of all, let, let me start by saying how much I lament the the fact that. Layers of Fear sucks so bad on PlayStation because it is actually pretty good on PC and uh, does a lot of things that most horror games don't do. Uh, so it kind of sucks that you guys kind of got a bad version of the Quest version. Did you uh, did you play the the crappy version? I, I played it on Quest. I didn't play it on PlayStation. You guys, <laughs> your review was enough for me. <laughs> I, I knew what I already knew what the game was and I knew what the problems were with it. I I, I know what it is without having played it. So there, no, there I did good not. Things. But... Like, I don't want to make it sound like it's a, it was just like a total shit show. I played through it a couple of times and I do actually really enjoy it for what it is, even though it's yeah, not great, but Blair, Witch delivered where layers of fear couldn't in pretty much every department. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. In spades, because like, you know, again, I have tears, uh, when I look at these horror games, great ones and very good. And when it came to Blair, Witch. I had to think about that for a minute. Is this a great game? I would say that it is a great game. It's only the fact that I wouldn't put it on the level of the first two titles that I would put it in the next tier. It's like in a, in a, in a vacuum, Blair Witch VR is a great horror game. (laughs) Uh, It's just maybe not as great as Resident Evil seven. And here they lie. Uh, But yeah, a lot of um, what layers of fear didn't have, uh, Blair Witch nailed it. This game had a lot more interactivity uh, in in it than I expected. Uh, it's absolutely Hollywood quality uh, cinema style storytelling. And one of my favorite things about this and in games in general is when you play the character uh, or you play the role of a character that's mentally ill. And uh, there are some very interesting ways to portray that in VR and they nailed it. And the, the crazy thing about it is this is a port of a flat game. This isn't a game that was specifically built for VR, but it feels like it was made for VR. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, indeed. I mean, this, this, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know how this works outside of VR. I didn't, I didn't play the flat screen version. Uh, I, I had heard, hadn't heard great things about it. So yet another reason why I wasn't super excited for this port, um, because I, because the flat screen version didn't review terribly well. And of course, you know, we just got a bad port from the same team. Uh, so, I, but, but when it comes to the, the actual game and the gameplay, you know, like why you have a dog in the game and you're worried about your dog. If you've got, if you've got any pets, then immediately you're going to, you're going to bond with this guy. Is it, was it bandit? No, it was bullet, bullet. Bullet. Yeah, Bullet. that's correct. And and let me just say, uh, some of the stuff with the dog just brutal, heart ripping stuff. Yes, yeah, so you want you you so that like that that protector part of you comes out almost immediately. You're like, you know, you can pet the dog and you hang out with the dog, and the dog's leading you and kind of helping you out, and like you create a bond with the dog over the, a certain amount of time. Um, and so you know, you're you are definitely protective of the dog. You know, it does something like in in if, there's you know you've got animals in other games, but you know this. Uh, obviously in a horror game you're you're like are is my dog going to be safe are we are we going to are we going to make it to the end together like that i think from the get-go you asked that question uh and so we won't spoil what happens um and so (laughs) it sounds like i'm spoiling it but i'm kind of not um you're not so uh 
but yeah, dude, in this, but it's strange that uh, things like the move integration in this game, the way that the the video camera allows you, uh, the way you interact with the video camera, and how the button layout on the video camera is identical to the button layout on your move controller, from a team again that just brought us a kind of a crappy port. <laughs> This goes, oh my god, they really put a lot of thought into this version of the game and the other versions that also mimic the other controllers that, that they ported to. And, and and so it's it's one of those one of those many things, those, those small little elements that allow you to forget that you're in a game, right? Because when you're not struggling to figure out the camera controls, it's one more little thing that adds to the immersion. And when those all those little things start adding up, like, oh, I just know how to use my inventory system. Exorcist Legion VR, you know, or like I know how to, or I know how to walk forward because, because the move button always walks me forward. I know how to operate this camera because the button's layout is exactly the same. I don't have to look at my controller underneath my VR headset. It's the same thing that I'm looking at in the game. Like all those little things always add up to make you kind of forget that you're playing a game. And that's exactly what Blair Witch did. And that's why it was more scary, I think, than it had any right being was because all the little things added up and allowed you to forget and allowed you to uh, just kind of embrace the immersion a lot more yeah super immersive um you know great production value like beautiful on all platforms uh and great sound design so like the technical stuff is all there uh the the controller integration like you said is perfect again across all platforms Mm. uh and unique on top of that the story is original and uh, you know it really doesn't tie in a whole lot to like the Blair Witch movie. I mean, there's some loose connections, but it's an original, it's a, it's a story that's original to this game. That's very nuanced and well told. Uh, and it's a big map. And while it's sure it's, uh, I guess technically it's linear. It doesn't feel linear when you're playing it. When you, you feel like you could go in any direction and, and, and just keep walking for miles. And, uh, and, uh, you know, you, you always kind of end up, finding yourself where you where you need to be right. uh, but it's easy to get lost even though it's a linear game so to speak no i totally agree so speaking of terrible controls <laughs> I, I, we, we don't need to go through the rest of this list i don't think uh, we, we could there's certainly yeah. games on this list we could talk about for hours on end um but i, I do sure. and, and if you're okay with concluding the this talk with this game uh, i think this might be a good place to stop and that's the exorcist legion vr uh, this, I think this is a game that is terrifying and scary despite itself. Um, this is a game that, unlike the game we just talked about, Blair Witch, that, that kind of nailed everything uh, for all the immersion elements. Wolf and Wood is determined, for whatever reason, uh, to, to, to not implement the control scheme that we're all familiar with. Uh, and, uh, but, and so despite all of that, they just understand horror in a way that a lot of developers don't, to the point where... They put you in five different scenarios in five different chapters, uh, and each one of them is terrifying for their own reason. Uh, I this this one this one was uh, for me, Wes, because of my Catholic school upbringing, and because my family was religious when I was young. Um, you know, went to church every Saturday, which I don't know if that's a normal thing. Um, we it it scared me. To, to go into a church that seems like there was some demonic presence there where shit's going bad, uh, you know, for me to pick up some statue, I remember I was streaming the game and I was like pretending to like, you know, praise the devil or something just for the sake of the stream, like to have some fun, like make people laugh. And then the second I did that, I was like, I'm so uncomfortable right now because this game 
touches all of those fears that I was raised to have being Catholic. Um, and it does it so well that this game terrifies me. I don't know if people in other, other religions would be as terrified as I was, but this game scared the fuck out of me because of that little, little Brian Paul. He's still in here somewhere. And he came out during this, during this, uh, during this game many times. I wholeheartedly identify with what you're saying. While I wasn't uh, a Catholic growing up, I did have a very religious upbringing. Of course, as you know, I, I grew up in the South. So for me, it was Southern Baptist. Uh, it was Assemblies of God. It was uh, Church of God. I've been to a lot of different churches. My parents were traveling musicians. There's a lot, you know, there's a lot we could talk about there. But just needless to say, I grew up in church. So this this effect that you're talking about with the Exorcist Legion VR, I absolutely feel that. It's these su supernatural, demonic-type games. Uh, I feel like really affect me on a personal level because I always question whether or not I should be playing them. Like, mm. like there's something about these games, and, and you guys can laugh mm. if you want to, but they, they land differently because it could be real, right? There's always that. It might be real. We don't... I mean... Some of this stuff we probably we, we might not should be playing with or, and miming. And even though our logical brain kind of grounds us and, and, and kind of anchors us as we move through it, there's still, you know, all of that fear that was instilled in us from the very earliest ages that a, a, a title like this kind of brings to the forefront. So I absolutely uh, 100% identify with this effect you're talking about. There's some very disturbing religious religious and sacrilegious imagery yep. in this game. Uh, and that's not to talk about like, you know, the demons speaking and things happening during certain weird sequences of the game. Uh, but yeah, it absolutely uh, affected me on a very, you know, personal level and in a very visceral way. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Well, while it may be not the best technical uh, game, if you will, um, it's certainly scary at times for someone like me. Yeah, yeah, and 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 you say because because this could be real, you know. And, and and again, you know, I'm sure there are people in the chat that are like, "What the hell are they talking about? Are they really saying maybe ghosts are real? Maybe demons are real?" I I do believe in ghosts. I do believe in demons. I do believe in all that. I I firmly believe my my apartment is haunted. Right? Like I have I've had the the weirdest things happen to me while I'm in VR. I've, I don't, I don't know if I've said it, uh, on the show, but one time I was playing doom three with the, uh, with the aim controller. Right. And I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. And I felt somebody grab the bulb at the end and just boom, pull the aim controller to the left so hard, like, boom, like it, it was, and I was like, what? And I, you know, chills went down my spine. I lifted up the headset. Tornado was in the other room. There was nothing in front of me. And I was just like, and that was one of many, many things that that have happened to me in my apartment, and I live alone, right? And so I, I firmly believe that uh, that 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 shit. There's more shit than we see uh, happening <laughs> behind the scenes, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and so, and, and so, for somebody like me, who loves. Uh, horror games. That's why I'm so into the paranormal. That's why I'm so into uh, the supernatural because I, because I, I can get behind it. And I, and I do think it's very, I think it's true. Um, and so that's why this stuff scares me like right down to the bone. And uh, again, yeah, I'm with you, man. Make fun of me if you want to, but that's my experience is my experience. And it's, and it's been terrifying. <laughs> Everyone in the chat pointing out just how much you sound like uh, the cowardly lion. 
I do believe in spooks. I do believe in spooks. I do. I do. I do. I. Right? Maybe the maybe the wizard can grant us some courage. Let's 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 lock arms and skip down the yellow brick road, Wes. <laughs> we'll see what happens when we get to the end. By the way, I, how much would you love uh, a, a VR game that took place in Oz and all the kind of weirdness that they could uh, take advantage of that scenario with? Yeah, would be awesome, wouldn't it? Do you, did I did I since we're way over our time anyway, uh, and we're just bullshitting at this point? Have I ever told you my 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 wish list for uh, for horror, the the most amazing horror game ever? It's, it's not really a wish I'm, list. I'm it's, not it's, sure. it's it's one idea, right? It's that your PlayStation account links to your other social media stuff, right? And it's just like, and obviously there'd have to be agreements and shit that you you know click, like just click the user end user agreement without even reading it of course right and so uh and so you're playing you're walking through like the pt house or or a paranormal activity type house you're walking through a typical horror game right and and you look over at the mantle and there's a picture on the mantle and you look over and it's like your mom or your grandma or your brother or your sister right and then and then you look back and it's just like some generic photo and you're like was that? I like it. When when sh- when they can actually access you know your own information just to scare you further than you are like that takes it further than a game. And I would absolutely love if somehow, uh, I mean Facebook, you know, like Oculus is already connected to Facebook. That could be a question. Right. <laughs> absolutely. Well, um, what what you're talking about is is uh, bringing elements of what they call an ARG into a video game and kind of making this hybrid style game. You know, for what it's worth, Hideo Kojima says that his next project, well, there's two of them. And one of them is something that really hasn't been done before in gaming. We all kind of speculate that maybe that thing is some kind of a VR horror game. Wouldn't it be cool as that guy, kind of the master of the ARG, if you will, uh, were to implement that kind of uh, gameplay into his next and first VR game, it yeah. could happen. Yep, I, I totally and I totally envision Hideo Kojima being the one to make something like this happen. Yeah, um, on on a related note, on a very uh, obscure title, uh, there was a title in Steam called Nevermind, and that game, while it doesn't quite do what you're you're uh, you are describing here. Um, there are certain like biometric scanners that you can buy for your PC mm-hmm. and that game can take data from those biometric scanners and supposedly learn what scares you and then kind of lean more heavily into that sort of thing, I'm which so is a cool down. idea too, that I, that I think that, uh, you know, as we move into the next gen with all of this n- new sensing technology on it, we could see more stuff like that. Yeah. I'm so down. Wes, you know what time it is? Uh, it is almost 8 o'clock, Brian. It must be time for 20 questions. <laughs> yeah, I think it was time for 20 questions almost an hour ago. Um, yeah. So let me bring up my game here that I want to um, get just to make sure I have all the information at my fingertips, my dirty little fingertips, fingertips that I brought into the bathroom with me. I'm pretty sure I cleaned the fingertips, even if I didn't clean the phone. Sorry, guys. It's disgusting. I'm sorry. All right. Let me bring up the timer. You got 20 questions. Uh, guys, everybody in the chat, please help Wes uh, with amazing questions and suggestions uh, and help him get the game that I'm thinking of, the PSVR game I'm thinking of, in less than 20 questions. Wes, are you ready? 
I am as ready as I'm going to be, Brian. That's a no, so let's go. Let's go. Uh, is this is this a horror game, Brian? Uh, slant. Horror slant. Horror elements. Yeah. I see. Um, <laughs> how about, uh, does this game use thumbsticks? Uh, yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, does this game use, does this game support aim controller? Yeah. Would you class it primarily as a shooter? Yes. Hmm. Rock and Is roll. it a white? Is it a wave slash rail shooter? Wave slash rail shooter. No, that's five. So it supports aim controller, uh, and it's not on a rail, and it's not stationary. So this is a, a campaign that you're moving through. Not horror, but horror-ish. So likely a zombie shooter. Uh, but you said, um, well, I guess we didn't ask. Does the game support moves? Yes. So moves or aim. Okay. Um, how many questions was that, by the way? You're up to six. 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 All right. That's not too bad. Um, so we could have Arizona Sunshine. We could have Doom VFR. Uh, we could have Doom 3. Um, can't be Killing Floor Incursion. Killing Floor Incursion doesn't, um, doesn't support aim controller. So I've got those three. Um, that's that's and Doom Three doesn't support the moves. Oh, it doesn't. No, oh. it's just dual shock and aim. Figured I'd help you out on that one. That's interesting. Thank you for that. Um, I'm a I'm a good host. Who's a good host? I'm a good host. Excellent. Well, I, is I just, this I just uh, is this is to kill me in my sleep? I'm just trying to be nice to everybody. <laughs> uh, is this game? Um, is this game uh, published by Vertigo Games? It's not. Okay. Is it published by Bethesda? Yes. Okay. So we have, it's a Doom game. So it would have to be Doom VFR, right? Like, um, you just said that, uh, that Doom 3 doesn't support moves. Brian, is it Doom VFR? It is Doom VFR 2017. Bethesda supports all controllers. Definitely a horror slant. Uh, Wes, have, what are your thoughts on playing this with move controllers? <laughs> that's that's uh, the big for the, question. For the most of the time that uh, this game's been out, I would have told you that I prefer playing it with move controllers, yeah. to be honest. I like playing it with move controllers. The last time I played through it, I, I used the aim controller, and uh, I, it took me a while to get used to the arm sticking out of my head. Yeah. But after that, uh, I really enjoyed having those thumbsticks. Like it was a big game changer. So I think I might prefer the aim controller now, but most of the time I preferred the moves. For years, I would tell people that they should use the moves with it. Yeah. Same. I, I feel the exact same way. I, I do think that every single time I've played this game with whatever controller that I'm playing it with, I love it. And that's what dual shot yeah, aim great. moves. Doesn't matter. It, move, obviously, moves play completely different. And actually give you two hands in VR, uh, but then you're forced to teleport. And, and there's no turn buttons, 
right? It's just the 180 flip button. I think that's the big concern for a lot of people. But for some reason, man, I got into this great rhythm in my living room of like totally spinning this way and totally spinning that way and like playing it <laughs> the way they wanted me to play it. And I ended up loving it. Uh, and even on the hardest difficulty level, like it's, it's still totally doable and enjoyable. Uh, but then it feels like a radically different game when you play it with a dual shock or aim. And I think every way you play it is kind of awesome. Yeah, and it starts good and just builds for the entire thing. By the time you get to the later levels, uh, it feels more like a classic Doom game. And uh, it's great. I, I agree. I think this is an underrated title uh, because of the control limitations, most likely. But if you if you have enough patience to work through that, this is absolutely the Doom game in VR that you always wanted, right? Yeah, it's also super short, which is kind of a shame because... Kind of, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, all VR games at this point, right? Right. Uh, ET.2K9.now with the $10 tip says, which sequel would you rather see slash play, Layers of Fear or Hinge? Wes, I got to ask you, uh, Hinge was supposed to come to PSVR, uh, Arcadia, but they have moved on to Requisition, and that's the game they're saying we're getting on PSVR. I'm going to doubt that statement a little bit and say that we'll probably get both games on PSVR 2 at this point. We're probably not going to see Requisition uh, on PSVR 1. Have Did you play Hinge? I did, and uh, for, for the record, Requisition just got postponed for the second time mm-hmm. on PC or Quest or whichever one it's coming out on. It's postponed now till September, so I think that uh, you know if it's coming, it's definitely going to be a PSVR two thing. Yeah, I, I, I did play Hinge, and the reason why Requisition is being delayed and delayed again is because they released Hinge too early. It was a broken mess even though visually one of the most beautiful games i've ever seen it ran very very poorly on my very powerful uh gaming computer uh so they did patch it out it is a good game um probably i would say that 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 hinge is probably a better game than layers of fear overall at this point as they stand today nice uh but you're asking me which sequel am i more excited for or which, which, which would you rather see or play? So, like an imaginary Layers of Fear sequel. There really was a sequel, though, wasn't there? Or Hinge, well, there's which a, Requisition isn't the sequel. It's just a different game. So would you want a Layers of Fear 2 in VR or Hinge 2 VR? Well, here's the thing. There's a new Layers of Fear game in development, and it's, yeah. going, to be, uh, it's going to be developed in Unreal Engine 5. So I'm about as excited about that as anything. So <laughs> I'm going to have to go with I want that game in VR. Um yeah, a hundred times over. I think that's a no-brainer here. Nice. I'll, uh, I'll go along with you for that one, especially since I haven't played Hinge yet. So I'm so patiently waiting for Hinge uh, for like two years. They said it was coming, and then it didn't, and uh, I fell for it. It's but, good. It, it's good, but it's it's very indie. Like it's It does a lot of things right, um, but uh, again, it, you, it's not like, like a Bloober Team game. Except for Layers of Fear on PlayStation VR. A Blue Team game feels like a very polished, you know, maybe not AAA, but like a double A experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hinge, while it's very beautiful graphically, uh, has a certain underlying jank that's common when you're talking about smaller indie studios. Although Arcade is not quite as small as you think they are. Um, how, but, how, t- uh, how small are we thinking? Or, or how small do you well, know they are? How many people are? Well, they. I don't know exactly how many people are working there, but they do a lot more than just game development. They they are a company uh, in, I think, Russia that um, 
uh, has various different location-based VR, um, like uh, uh, VR arcades, basically. They're, they're a company that has VR arcades that largely before Hinge, they were making games for their arcades. Mm-hmm. Hinge is kind of the first time that they've come out to the uh, to the consumer market for everyone. Uh, but, uh, you know, while I don't know exactly how many people you know, are working in the development wing of their operation. I, I can tell from their uh, website that they're a fairly big operation uh, operating out of uh, Moscow, if I'm not mistaken. Wes, we got to get out of here, man. This has been a fucking real long show. I don't know how we thought or how I thought. This is all on me, I promise. How I thought we were going to do everything we just talked about in an hour. Uh, <laughs> We cut, we cut, we cut half the show out too. That's the scary thing. (laughs) Yeah. If you you guys could see all the shit that we didn't talk about, that was on the initial run of show, Uh, but we'll save it for another day, man. There's, there's certainly uh, plenty of topics to talk about there. And it seems like a lot of time and maybe a lot of slow news days between now and PSVR too. Um, but, but dude, thank you so much again. And, and of course, everybody make sure you head over to, uh, to virtual strangers, subscribe to Wes over there uh, and check out that channel for all of your PSVR and non PSVR needs. Uh, what anything uh, exciting happening over there this week? Uh, yeah, lots happening uh, tonight on Strangers in the Night. Uh, as I explained last week, we're going to do a uh, real time review slash split stream of the uh, the zombies mode that just came to Alvo. Nice. On top of that, we're going to be uh, giving impressions of the mercenaries that just came to our Resident Evil Four, uh, which I've been playing some uh, over the last couple of days. And it's pretty cool. Uh, just honestly just makes me want to play the campaign more, but we'll get into that later. Uh, and then, uh, this weekend we're shooting, uh, our next episode of On Location with Tiffany, Tiffany Tolman. And, uh, Tiffany, we're going to be playing Walkabout. We're going to play Walkabout Mini Golf. Oh, that's with, uh, Tiffany. so cool. Nice. I, I, I like playing Walkabout. I mean, and I mean, I guess with Tiffany is fine, but with, like Walkabout just <laughs> without Tiffany is better, but with Tiffany is okay, I suppose. I'm they're, just kidding. They're bringing they're bringing Labyrinth DLC. Mist? They're bringing Mist DLC. I mean, come on, man, that's right? awesome. Yeah, no, I dude, I nobody harasses that team like I do. I, I DM them. I met. I, I tweet about them all the time. I've promised that I'll do a 24 hour walkabout live stream if they bring their game to PSVR one. <laughs> I, I'm like, I just harass them all the time. I'm like, come on, guys, just take a break, hold off on the Mist course. And use that time to bring it over to PSVR one, and then get back to the whole miss thing. We'll we'll get you there. Um, but yeah, fucking great game, Wes. Thank you so much for hanging out and uh, and talking about my favorite topic, which is not only VR but horror. I think it's also your favorite topics. Um, Absolutely. And of course, thank you uh, to all the moderators who helped to keep this channel running, uh, not just here, but over on Discord. Join us on Discord. Click the link in the description below, but not that Streamlabs link that keeps popping up. i got to figure that one out. Uh, and uh, yeah, thank you to all the mods. Thank you to Sci-Fi GameCat Henry, who does timestamps. Thank you to Jamie Out, who gets this thing up on podcast services of your choice. Uh, and uh, of course, thank you to everybody who donated during the show, everyone who supports us on Patreon.com slash without pearl games and gets their name on that list down there and gets exclusive content uh, for the $3 and $5 tiers. And of course, thank you to everybody who sat back and watched the show. Didn't say a goddamn word. We know you're out there and we love you just as much. Wes, happy West Brian, End. Thank you. Happy, happy half Halloween, Brian. Happy half Halloween to you. Let's get out of here. Let's do it.
Uh, so, uh, so usually, you know, I would say, let's just hang out and sit and walk it, look at this thumbnail and shoot the shit and say something stupid. But I've had to piss for the better part of like 45 minutes. <laughs> so I'm just, I, I'm just going to end the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, go do it, man. Don't hold it. It's bad for you. Right on. Later, Wes. Later.